Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome, everybody, to the House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky. With me, as always, is owner of House of the Unusual, Eddie Guevara. Along with us tonight is the one, the only, world-famous hypnotist, Michael Mesmer. Tell us, Mike, what's new now? Well, right now I'm on tour still. Um, I'm doing um, uh, a fair in uh, actually Belleville, Texas, uh, starting on Thursday. And then I fly back to L.A. and do uh, fairs there as well as uh, I'm going to be at the SAM Hall of Fame doing a magic show and a bunch of other stuff. So keep it super busy. Super busy. Now, you say you're in an airport, so I guess you might not be with us for the entire uh, episode, but I was just having you on board because I was wondering uh, what's new with you, you know, what's uh, what's happening. Yeah, and I'm finishing touches on my uh, Ghost Transfer, A Hypnist Among the Spirits book. Uh, they're accelerating the possible release date, so we're in the final phases of the last edits on it, and I'm pretty excited about that, too. Oh, that works really good. I'm glad. I'm glad. All right, now... Chuck and Sherry. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Hello. Your side of the woods. I tell you what, just like Mike said, we're keeping very busy. We're, you know, we're doing like a show every other day, it seems like. And it's, yeah, so it's been, it's been pretty crazy. We've been doing a lot of spooky magic, you know, but yeah, we've been having a, having a blast. It's Thursday, we're going to be doing a lecture for the beaver magicians. Yeah. We have a lecture to do up in Beaver, Pennsylvania. We're going to sleep at a, at a, a bed and breakfast overnight. So that so that'll be kind of cool. Oh, I thought they were. I thought you were saying you were going to do magicians that were beavers. <laughs> so well, I beaver, heard that. I heard the that. beaver magicians. I thought, yeah. wow, that's cool. I've never heard of beaver magicians. That would be that would be neat. No, there. You know what? It's a small town, Michael. It's called Beaver, Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's oh, it's outside of Pittsburgh, up north, about an hour away. I mean, they would they wouldn't need scissors to do cut and restore. They could just chew through the rope. You know, there you go. <laughs> they go. I think their technical name. It is the S A. You had oh, the right. I, I think they call themselves the Mystic Magicians, yes. and I tell you what, they're a bunch of nice guys. I mean, they 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 got me for several years around around this time because it's you know it's like it's like my time of the year. I bring some spooky stuff, some haunted magic, and uh, so we all have a good time there. So I'm actually putting that together right now, you know, so so I can bring my totes down to the vehicle and get it all get it all ready to go. Uh, for Thursday, maybe like around noon, we're going to take off. So I think it'll be pretty cool. That is but, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we're looking forward to it, you know, and there's a bunch of things going on out here in Pittsburgh, a bunch of haunted hayrides. We didn't have a chance to go go to one yet, but we would definitely like to, you know, uh, to try to visit at least one of them, you know, which would be kind of cool. And, well, they have monster, and they have Monster Bash out here, Michael, coming up. Uh, is that next? This is Saturday. Oh, this the Saturday, 15th. the 15th. Well, yeah, that is a great one. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna pop in there that Saturday, the fifteenth, and Joe will be there, but unfortunately Eddie can't make it. Uh, so we're gonna try to he could he could uh, put it onto his uh, onto his YouTube channel, which would be pretty cool. Yep. That is so cool. I know we'll get actually get to meet Joe face to face, and yeah. someday we'll meet Eddie. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I, I'm West Coast, so I'll probably never meet you guys face to face. But you never know. Hey, you, you, never know. hey you never know. Hey, they got the big IBM convention coming out here in Pittsburgh in Woo-hoo. in uh, July. We're all signed up for that. So if you are available, 2023. yeah, 2023. They they canceled it two year two or three years ago because of COVID, but now they're now they're re- reinstating it. And for you folks that are not uh, magicians, that's not IBM Computers. That's International <laughs> Brotherhood of Magicians. Exactly. exactly. That stands for the International Brotherhood of Magicians, and they got the yearly uh, big banquet, you know, the International Banquet right here in Pittsburgh, which is pretty cool because we don't have to rent a hotel room or anything. We just drive down. It's about a half hour away, if that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's a big advantage because some of these hotel rooms could be crazy. Oh, Yeah. Well, uh, I was going to say to the listeners that are hearing a lot of background noise, it's because Mike is in an airport in case you haven't heard before. And uh, unfortunately, that's part of the, the way we do business. We, <laughs> we have a traveling um, circus in the space. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds crazy. It sounds like somebody's playing the bongos back there. Oh, really? I wow! I can't believe it's that loud. 
<laughs> hey, that's okay though. That shows them, you know, this is this is all live stuff. We're not trying to edit anything, you know. That's right. <laughs> yeah, well, the idea. The I idea, thought it was, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say the idea is to be on the road, and that's uh, the way it is now. What were you gonna say, Mike? I'm sorry. I was just gonna say it's kind of cool how we can do this from anywhere now. I mean, uh, in the old days, this would have been unthinkable when we were growing it up to be able to do this kind of stuff. Absolutely. But you know, to be able to do this, I'm you know, I'm just traveling, and you know, we can contact each other on, in this way. It's it's like magic, really. Honestly, yeah, you know what <laughs> you know what technology has advanced so much. It's just unbelievable what you can do. Oh yeah, exactly. That's one of the reasons I was saying that I, when I first started this podcast with Joe, I got a major amount of, uh, how can I say it, investment in you know, different equipment, a five hundred and something dollar microphone, and then I'm like, okay, yeah, I can't bring my. How am I going to do this? You know, and it has to be how it is. Uh, let me see if I can move to another space as we talk. Yeah. And Eddie, you're fading away. Yeah, Eddie is fading a little bit. I don't know what's going on with my microphone today. This is kind of weird. Yeah. It's spooked. It's Halloween, Halloween. so it's probably yeah. <laughs> There you go. I think everybody's a lot more clear now. How about now? Yeah, it sounds, yes. sounds pretty good. Good. Yeah, I don't know why you're fading away. That's really interesting because uh, it is Halloween. Maybe I'm trying to get abducted. Maybe there's. <laughs> I love so, Halloween. <laughs> oh, I think we're all big fans of that, Michael. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Ever since I was a kid, I always, I always enjoyed trick or treating, going around, and even. Well, you know the thing about how ha- you know the thing about Halloween that I think is so wonderful, and I hate how people try to cancel out Halloween. Because what's wonderful about it is the one night a year that children can feel empowered when they're in our, their costume or mask. They're no longer themselves. And I know That's for me true. growing up, I was always an outcast. And I was always mm-hmm. a person that people made fun of and all of that because I was different, which is why I make a lot of money doing what I do now. Um, right. But the thing is that when I was a kid, that was the one night where I wasn't the secondary person or the person people made yeah. fun of. I was, right. who, I was Frankenstein or the Wolfman. And I could be out there scaring people and being being somebody, you know, so yeah. it's really a great night. So by no. them trying to downsize it now in, in a lot of ways, although they're selling a lot of merch and there's a lot of parties. But, you know, I, I just hate for them to push that away because it really makes kids have that one night that makes them feel so special every year. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%, man. That's, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good time. It really is. Hey, we popped in a DVD the other day, Michael, uh, the uh, classic Charlie Brown, the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. such a cool, cool. Oh movie. yeah. Oh my goodness. That's 1966. I mean, I was two years old. That's how old that thing is, yeah. but it's a timeless, a timeless uh, classic. It is. Absolutely. You know, uh, we're talking about timeless classics. I decided, uh, Mike, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to see yet, but I started this last week on Wednesday. I recorded and then it aired on Monday. I had to do four episodes because it turned out to be one hour long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started doing reviews. And I kind of did that because there is a guy uh, from a thing called, um, uh, I forgot what my gosh, that name. Oh, yeah, Grand Delusions is the channel on uh, YouTube. And he's been doing it for several, several years. He's 80 years old, I believe. And this gentleman gets anywhere from two to three million views per video and uh, he reviews all the novelties he apparently he's got like twenty seven thousand novelties wow yeah every time he travels to new york but 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 the guy's phenomenal he's got a subtle voice british man and i said you know what i'm going to start reviewing toys i'm going to kind of follow his lead a little bit because he he does very well and i see people like the reviews of toys so i started the four-part series and I'm going to be doing it tomorrow again with a new item, a new, um, I'm going to just get boxes that I have in storage and it'll be a surprise. So I'm, I'm not going to open like, say, just a bunch of, of toys that are, say, uh, toy banks or novelties. I'm going to do whatever's in the box. It might, it might go all over the place, but I'm sure people would like to know the surprise, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I thought that that was a pretty good. So this week I reviewed the one that just finished. Some of the pointer products banks, uh, such as the Adams Family Thing Bank, I actually reviewed the one special, which was, um, wow, that's getting loud back there, right? Uh, it shouldn't be loud here. I'm okay. I'm away from everybody right now. 
Oh, now now it it it, it went back to normal. No, That's it was weird. only like there was like air in the back, really coming in strong. Huh. Yeah, but those but those are great. Those are great specials that you know that you're putting on, Eddie, and all the listening viewers out there, tune into this on uh, on Hostly Unusual on YouTube. Some good stuff, really. I'm going to be looking at that. Yeah, yeah, really well, cool. I have a bank there from Pointer Products that a few people don't know about. It's called the Instant Refund. It's the one that was called the Anti Bank and Johnson Smith catalog. Oh yeah. And when yeah. you put the money in it, the hand would throw it back at you. So you had the one that gets, you know, the Adams Family thing hand that everybody's familiar with, grabs the coin and takes it in. Right. With the uh, the this one that it's an anti bank, it actually throws it back at you. And it took me many many years to get a hold of that bank. Oh my gosh, over 10, 15 years looking for it. And then apparently, believe it or not, somebody had a few, and I was able to get a deal, and they're all like in mint condition in a box. Wow, wow. that's so cool. That, yeah, that was really phenomenal. Now that's an unusual bank that throws money at you. That's I like cool. that one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, you know, when we're talking about banks, one of the good things about the banks, which is funny, uh, so that one does throw the money back at you, is the Greedy Fingers Bank, or what's called the Coffin Bank, mm-hmm. they made several variations of that bank. Right. And some of them are actually shaped like a coffin, and the hand comes out with the little popping head. Yeah. Skeleton. But mm-hmm. I got one that's not a wind-up, and it's shaped like a coffin, I didn't even know I had that. I actually saw the guy from Grand Delusions reviewing it, and I found it in my storage, and mine was actually broken, so I was able to repair it, and I got it working. You can see it there, Mike. You're going to like it. It's actually a black coffin, yeah. and then what it does that's different from the wind-up is when you push the coin thing in, it it starts laughing. It has like a laughing record. Oh, wow. Inside. So the cool. hand comes out and gets it. Yeah, it's really cool uh, and very rare. So that's one of my favorite banks. You know, I love that. But I, I have a big collection of haunted banks that I think a lot of people are going to like if they tune in each and every week. Now, Mike, another thing that we're coming up with that you're obviously going to be a part. And Chuck, after me and you were talking about the idea this morning, um, it dawned on me that's something that's a little even better. We're going to be putting like, you know, for people that like relaxing music and sound, they'll be able to... Um, for some reason, they'll be able to, you know, we'll get, like, say, a stream or a range, a rainy day in the background. And then with a subtle voice, we're going to be telling stories about mail order. Oh, wow. Things that happen to you. Like, but you have to say, like, say, for example, in a nice, soft voice, just like Chuck and Sherry actually did right now. Uh, you're fading out, Mike. I'm here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. You're back to normal. Yeah, we made we actually made two of those for you today, Eddie. So check your email. That's correct, and and I'm going to start experimenting with that. But it's it's great. Uh, one of the ideas I wanted to expand on that when we tell our stories, we can also tell stories about things we've ordered from the mail. What are the you know? And I can have a lot of people actually tell those stories, Chuck. You know what I'm saying? Or give me the script because Chuck and Cherry have the voice to read. You know. <laughs> Oh, thank so you. It, it'll be perfect having the same voice each and every time with the different scripts, you know. Oh yeah, Chuck's got that. Chuck's got that radio DJ oh, voice yeah. there. No, oh, thanks. <laughs> and, and you know, Chuck, some of those scripts can be made from the letters I've gotten over, you know, the hundreds of letters I've gotten over the years, from the experiences that people have had. Oh. Um, you know, they could be read into that, and that is phenomenal. I think that's something that people will listen to. Yeah, absolutely. And at the same time, it's going to have a soothing. Uh, you know, background that'll be what they call ASMR. Is that correct, Mike? Uh, I don't know. I'm not familiar familiar with that term. Okay, that I I wasn't sure if it's ASMR. I, there's something on the internet that's really big on YouTube, gets mm-hmm. millions of views, and it's like relaxing sounds and stuff like that. It's nice to have a playlist in our channel that would go towards those people that like you know rel- relaxing music. Or, I think it would sure. be great. I think I think. So, Sounds uh, good. So, Chuck, another question I wanted to ask you. With all the shows you're doing as compared to last year, what do you see different this year? Oh. Um, you know what? I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, COVID, thank goodness, yeah. is dying down. Yeah. But, but there's a lot of assisted livings I do during the week, you know. And uh, there's only two places that ask me to wear a mask. But then they kind of 
said don't do it at the last minute. So uh, you know, but they still, but they still are kind of uh, finicky when you go into the place. You have to wear a mask. I think the place just yesterday had us tr- try our temperature. Right yeah, here. I was surprised they're still doing that. Yeah, they're still trying your temperature. I mean, it's like holy smokes. But uh, but I guess you have to be careful with you know people that are in in the assisted livings because the yeah they're elderly and they're more susceptible to things absolutely but yeah but i've been doing a lot of those i mean oh my goodness like every other day you know and then the weekends are the are the private parties you know and, and uh, things of that nature you know but i got a lot of things booked it's up really booming now yeah since it, covid it's going to the wayside wayside yeah you know well. what I, you know what i'm even we're even booked on the halloween day actually yeah uh, so that'll be kind of cool. And yeah, so I've been using a lot of spooky stuff. I, I, the one thing I did want to mention to Michael, uh, Michael, I uh, built something that's kind of cool because I know you do some sideshow stuff. I built a hand to the grill that changes to a, a gorilla oh, hand, yeah. which is kind of neat. So, so you visibly put your hand into this box through like a stargate that mm-hmm. I cut in the top and you put your hand in there and it is visible at all times. And then and it's it'll slowly start to change, and it 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 kind of looks like it grows hair, and your nails get longer, and it changes to a, a gorilla hand, which is huh, kind of cool. That's cool. And then yeah. you, and then you reverse the process, you know, and and so yeah, I actually put you know there's like a rheostats in there, and you know like hidden light sources and so forth. And so it's, it's actually, so it's based. I remember seeing that at a circus, circus, and also it was in the James Bond movie where they mm-hmm. where they had the woman that changed into the gorilla. Right. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. It's like it's like based on that same principle. It's like a it's like a blue room slash Pepper's ghost illusion, you know. Uh, but the thing that's cool about this, Michael, is I didn't use a, a like a mirror in there. I just used a piece of uh, see through plexiglass. And if the lighting is done correctly, you know what? It'll actually it'll actually turn itself into like a, a mirror. Isn't that that's weird? so cool? Yeah. So it's actually kind of neat. But if you want to see that, it's on Cherry's youtube channel just look you know search her and it was just filmed about a month ago it's called sideshow magic i'll have uh, to that, check that out that yeah you get you of all people i think we'd get a kick out of it i, I know, would yeah. i would and, that sounds and awesome I talk, and i talked like a barker you know when i said step right up folks step right you know it was kind of cool it was yeah. <laughs> that's so cool yeah i think I what, what perfect for this time of year but any yeah. time of year depending on what you're performing you can always present something like that yeah absolutely you know what and if you buy something like that it's it's a pretty expensive so that's why i kind of build a lot of my own stuff right know? and uh yeah so it is kind of cool you know what i think i got a little sideshow in me as well you know it's kind of neat i like to do that kind of stuff and i use a lot of pranks a lot of one-liners i think you'll get a kick out of it so if you want to check it out that'll be cool okay um i'll look it up yep you know uh one of the things that i could tell everybody is especially the listeners is right now for some reason it's a time of the year that not only can we remember what we did as kids it's a time of the year also when I remember the most time the comic books would be flooded. Uh, even though it was more like January and February was the mail order years. But this time of the year, a lot of the comic books would start running a lot of the monster stuff for sale. Oh, yes. You know? And I think like around September, give or take, I remember was a, a year that you had a lot of like the seven foot ghost and, you know, all that stuff. Oh, Yeah. And I'm actually, believe it or not, I'm actually taking them out of the storage facility. I'm going to unwrap them. I have not unwrapped my seven-foot Johnson Smith ghost in its frame since Mail Order Mysteries came out in 2011. Wow. So I haven't seen it since then. And I'm actually going to do a special on them now. It's not going to be this week because I do have to bring them over uh, to where I do the stuff. And it's kind. They're kind of big. Uh, the frame itself is like I think twenty-four by thirty-six inches. The shadow box where the Johnson Smith ghost is in. Hmm. I want to get them there, and then one last and final before it goes away forever. The submarine. Oh yeah, be, yeah. Opened. It's uh. It's been. I've I've I have it in my possession again for a couple of days, and it will be gone. It's going up in auction. Oh, wow. wow. And um, just as I was saying, I'll be able to unbox it to show the world that I had it and uh, that it's gone. Now yeah. that's, a, that's a cool piece. That's like the holy grail of mail order. Uh, exactly. Yeah. But the, wow. money, the money offered is gone. <laughs> what I, I can say, you know? Yeah. Well, that's so awesome. I can't wait to see that video. Definitely. But uh, yeah, that, that's going to be probably next Wednesday. That's going to be my thing. Now, I'm sorry, next 
not this coming Monday. This Monday, I'm doing a review like the one last week with new toys. Mm-hmm. Next Monday will be the review, a special review that I think people will that enjoy be, a lot. That would be cool. You know, yeah. the, you know the sad part about it, guys? I actually had one of those subs when oh. I was about seven years old. My older brother and my cousin Kenny, they were about seven or eight years older than me. They all pitch, we all pitched in. I can only give like a dollar, but they pitched in. They were paper <laughs> boys. and stuff. I think it costed seven ninety eight or nine ninety eight, Eddie. Six six ninety eight. Six ninety eight, yep. Wow. And we actually, we actually, I actually had that thing. I actually had it. I remember the missiles. It it was like an elongated uh, hard toilet paper roll. You pull back the rubber band, <laughs> and you and you let the the missile fly out of it. It had the lid on it, and it That's was pretty awesome. cool. Yeah, I actually had one of those. I actually sat in one of those, and we played with it. And it didn't last long. Within a few days, it became like just warped and oh, yeah it became junk in a couple of days but it was cool <laughs> actually mike mike had ordered one of those rare things uh the tent Want yes. to talk a little bit about it uh mike well the, you mean the log cabin well it was called the frontier cabin yeah oh, frontier you the frontier cabin. Ca- wow yeah. that's cool that was awesome i had a lot of fun with that and what was cool is you could actually fold that back up and take it out so mom didn't have to they parents didn't have to throw it out because you could oh, use it over and over that's again cool Wow. Now, the thing with the Frontier Cabin that a lot of people are not aware is it actually was a plastic cabin that you would put over a card table. That's yes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people, because I mean, the way they print it, they actually make it look like a cabin. Yes. And there's like a David Crockett guy next to it. Yes, that's and right. Said, you know, Frontier Cabin, I think it was a down 98. Yep. Uh, or for $5, you get four of them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They actually came uh, uh, put up in a small padded envelope because they were a big giant plastic thing, you know. And it was a very durable, durable toy. I mean, that unlike some of the other things, like you were talking about the submarine and stuff, that that, that was durable because, like I say, you could actually fold it back up, put it away, and then bring it back out when you wanted to play with it again. That's neat. Approximately, what year was that, Michael? Did you got that? I'd say about sixty-three. Oh, oh, wow. Oh yeah, that, that Chuck, by the time 1970 came around, that it was sold very rarely. Uh, mostly, I think they stopped selling it around 1968, 69. They still wow. get an order, and probably you'll receive it in 1970. But just like the Moon Monster, that faded, because the Moon Monster was actually back in the early uh, 50, like I'm saying late 50s, through like uh, 1970 that it was sold. Wow. Yeah. See, I, I think I think I remember it was '63. I'll just preface this because you know uh, Davy Crockett was very big on Wonderful World of Color at that time, and so I was really into Davy Crockett. And also, that was the year I met Walt Disney. So I think it all happened that same year. Wow, you look you look pretty young, Michael. I get, yeah. I thought you were actually quite a bit younger than me. I'm 58. I don't know what uh, uh, if you don't mind me asking. Uh, I'm I'm not going to mention age, but I'm. You're, I'm your senior. Are you okay? <laughs> Why well, you look young from your pictures? I would. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm about seven years older than you. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, man, I had some bad years over here. That's why I look bad. <laughs> hey, I was, you know, I was going to mention something else too. You were talking Eddie about monsters and comic books this time of year, and I was so excited. I don't know if you guys are aware, but you know, of course, Marvel Comics in the '70s had their own monster burst with Werewolf by Night, Tomb of Dracula, um, and etc. And uh there's a new thing that just came out that's a retro film on Disney Channel, and it's, it's the Werewolf by Night comic book that they made into a one-hour film, and it just came out last week, and it's black and white, and it's all an homage to actually classic horror films, and it's really cool. So if any of you have access to the Disney Channel, I, I'd really recommend checking out Werewolf by Night because it brings back a lot of memories about those classic days and monsters that we all love. Dude, that would be cool. That that's really cool. You know, it's funny when you say werewolf by night because I do have a lot of those comic books. Yes, and they 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 have a lot of the ads in them, and that's obviously why I bought them. Honor House being one of the leading companies that was in there. You know, one of the greatest things I'm going to tell you. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but also, other than the front frontier cabin that was sold in the '60s, um, um. Mike, the air is coming again on your phone there. Again. Okay, I, I don't hear it, but it could be. Yeah, it's maybe how you hold it. No, it's just weird. Okay. But anyway, I, I was going to say the Werewolf by Night uh, also had a very early edition of it. I think it was that comic book. They also was a, uh, they had the Frontier Cabin, and they had another one, which was, um, I don't know if it was uh, 
they didn't call it David Crop. There was some other cabin they used to sell as well. And uh-huh. some guy actually has one on eBay. He's trying to get like 800 for a year. Wow. And it's been there on for sale for years. Wow. Yeah. Right now, Mike, we're really hearing a lot of the planes taking off and everything. Mm, there's no planes taking off around me at all. <laughs> I, I don't know why your phone is picking it up. It, it, I think we're in the twilight zone. I don't know. It could be. It could be. Um, well, listen, I'll, I'll tell you what. If I'm having an issue with the sound, I'll go ahead and bow out. But I just want to join you today. And I'll quickly say this. Um, for those that have not seen my um, show I did on Siegfried and Roy, uh, it's, if you have Roku TV, Roku TV, R-O-K-U TV, you can get the Tubi channel, T-U-B-I. Oh, yeah. and we got that, yep. And on there, they have Autopsy Last Hours Of, and they just dropped the sixth season of that series, number six, and that's the season that has my show on it that I did on Siegfried and Roy, Autopsy The Last Hours of Roy Horn. So, it, and you have Roku and you have Tubi, uh, check it out because it's on there now. It had, they just dropped it last week, uh, the sixth season. And um, I'm part of that season with the autopsy of Roy Horn. And I know it has a grim title, but it really is a great tribute to Siegfried and Roy and a very oh. positive show. So I recommend everybody to check it out if oh, you have we'll not check seen it. Out. it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Mike, before you, you go off into the Twilight Zone, the noise settled. <laughs> so I was going to say, I saw that show. Whoever does want to watch it, it's really a good show. It's one of the best ones they have on that. In fact, Jim told me about that show that he has seen you on it, Michael. Jim Gray, uh, my buddy, and that's when I saw it, and uh, and it was really a good episode. Well, now it's more accessible because you don't have to have the Reels channel. You can just go to Tubi, which is a free free channel there on Roku. So anybody that wants to check it out, check it out. And um, also, like I say, I'll be in Texas at the Austin County Fair in Belleville this weekend. If you're out anywhere near that area, which is about an hour uh, west of Houston, or yeah, Houston, then come by and say hi. And then I'll be back in L.A. doing some cool events during the end of the month, including performing at Tom's Farms Amusement Park at, on the 29th of the month, which will be a Halloween day. So anyway, I've had a great time talking with you guys. And don't forget, check out Werewolf by Midnight. That's a really cool film. And it's on the Disney Channel. And it really is what we all love about classic monster and horror films. It's, Definitely, yeah. Hey, uh, you ever come and perform in the West Coast? I mean, the East Coast? Not, not, not recently, but if I do, you'll be the first to know. Okay, you know what? We should get you some uh, gigs up here so you have to fly out here and, and we can meet. Yeah, <laughs> That'll be fun. That would be we'll cool. have to do that. Um, and, and Chuck, I wish you all the greatness with your bookings this month and happy Halloween to everyone. Oh, thank you very Same much. Same to you. Safe travels, Michael. Okay, y'all have Go a ahead. great day and thank you, Eddie. Thank you very much, Mike, okay, for being on. I appreciate it always. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. 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 You know, uh, one of the uh, one of the things I was going to say to you guys is that the just like the Frontier Cabin and stuff like that, I actually had why well, might still have it somewhere. I was able to get one of those like in I think it was in 1988, 89. Oh, OK. Uh, I got it from a toy shop magazine. Now, you remember toy shop, Chuck? A little bit. Yeah, I do remember. Yep. Toy shop was like a big giant National Enquirer. Yeah, had people listing all the novelties they were selling or items, yeah. and this is before eBay. So this was like in the you know late eighties, mm-hmm. early nineties. I have a couple of those magazines, probably like forty or fifty of them somewhere still. But I used to look up there for all the rare items that I was looking for. Yeah, and it would take me days looking through it because everything was, and that's where you actually looked at each and every line. Mm-hmm. And one of the famous things about it was that. Um, but you could get a lot of those. I think I, I actually, half of my stuff that I lost in the fire before eBay even came around, I think I was able to acquire it through Toy Shop. And I remember giving the guy, he actually only charged me $10 for the 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 cabin. And when he I, he sent it to me and you open it up, you know how sometimes plastic gets kind of stuck together and the color right, right. overlaps. So there was like two sections of it that the color had been stuck. So mm-hmm. when I kind of pried it apart, it wasn't a hundred percent perfect, you know. Well, but sure. what it looked like, and basically what it was was just like a square thing that goes right over a card table. Mm-hmm. And when people say, "What is a card table?" I guess some people that might not know. Yeah, you know what? I never even thought of that. Some of the some of the listening audience might not even know what a card table is. <laughs> yeah, it's a basically it's a square table where people used to used to play cards, and usually each of the legs pops out one at a time. Right, they're like spring loaded. Yeah, it's about twenty four by twenty four inches, I guess. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's a square thing. If uh, 
they're they're sold everywhere. People still use them, but I'm just saying a lot of people might not know. Um, but card tables are usually used by those outdoor restaurants mm-hmm. <laughs> that they, they put the little tables. That's what a card table would be. And this thing would just drape right over the table. And it was very popular. Um, unfortunately, like a lot of things in mail order, they didn't survive. And, you know, again, you know, a lot of times I'm baffled by the fact that things that ran in the mail for years and years and these people that ran these ads did pay several hundred dollars for them, Chuck. Sure. And then at the end of the day, the, you know, you they probably sold thousands, and yet it's so hard to come across any of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know. I tell you what, I love looking at some of those old ads. I mean, oh, man, it's just unbelievable. If we can get into a time machine and go back to the 60s, whatever, and maybe the early 70s and buy all that stuff, oh, man, you know, you know, back when you're back when you're a kid you don't realize that that's that's not going to be around forever you know we saw it in the we saw it in the comic books for you know i mean for most of our childhood and we figured it's always going to be there and it and it wasn't the case you know exactly and i mean today i wish i could go back and just purchase the stuff that i was missing yeah we need we need a flux capacitor you know and and we (laughs) we need to build a you know you know, why don't you work on that? Yeah, I might work on that. Maybe I'll get a DeLorean and install it in there, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you can even use a Tesla. That'd be more advanced yeah. than the DeLorean, you know? That's true, yeah. Hey, as long as the battery doesn't burn up, I don't, well, I don't know. <laughs> I believe they make a Tesla that the doors pop up like that, you know, like the DeLorean, so. <laughs> but I tell you what, looking at those old those old ads is just too cool. There's one thing, Eddie, are you, are you familiar with it that sticks in my head? That it's something that I've never seen. But I've saw I've seen it in the catalogs. It's the big dollhouse. It's it says like it's a gigantic dollhouse and it comes with the dolls and everything. That, and it was like it was like a ridiculously low price, like six bucks or something, like something. I, actually, yeah, I think it was it was four ninety five something. Okay. At the time then it became six ninety eight. Yeah. Same with the Polaris sub sold by Honor House first. I think Honor House actually created that product originally. Okay. And um, Carol Wright a company that was more modern than Honor House and went right into the 80s was still selling that house. Is that right? Yeah, Carol well, Wright. I, I do I do remember house. I do remember Carol Wright and I remember Walter Drake when I first right. when I first got into magic in 84 85 I would get my business cards printed up by them and they'd carry like some unusual stuff. Yeah, Carol Wright I do remember definitely. Okay, was Carol Wright you had um the one Walter Drake Mm-hmm. You had uh, uh, Hanover House. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, uh, what's the other famous one? I, I forgot the other yeah. name right now. I can't believe wow. it. Wow. Boy, that brings back memories. Uh, I care right. I remember that. Wow. Yeah. Th- there was one that was very famous. Uh, it was a female, and she started. They were all kind of the same. Carol Wright and mm-hmm. uh, on yeah. Hanover House. And they all tended to copy Johnson Smith a little bit. Right, your products, and then they also had the one we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, the Sears catalog. Mm-hmm. And what was the other catalog I mentioned? The uh, Spiegel, the Spiegel, um, yeah. And and out, all... in Pits- out here in Pittsburgh, we had JC Penny also. I think it started yeah. in Chicago, but that was everywhere. JC Penny never really carried a lot of fun stuff like no. uh, Spiegel did, or yeah, even Sears was more like a serious catalog. Sears was a serious go, but I tell you right. what, they made quality stuff though, their toys and everything were top-notch they wasn't junk you know oh, what I mean? okay the the one i was thinking about was also lillian vernon oh i remember uh, that yeah, yeah. yeah. Boy, is that, oh my goodness that brings back Mar- lillian vernon that's They're right still in business today by the way and i i think carol wright might still be in business to this day Wow, um, you're mentioning some names, Eddie. I haven't heard for 25 the, years. Oh well, the story God. of Lillian Vernon was that she actually borrowed, I think, $500 from her husband with an idea, and she, I think, she started selling something like purses, mm-hmm. and it became a $50 million year business by the 80s. Oh, wow, that's a success story. That's amazing. It is. But the thing is, they they all sold that, and now the Carol Wright Company continues selling the dollhouse that Honor House had for years. Is that something? Yes. I actually, I've had Dave Harvestad had one of the Honor House. Mm-hmm. I purchased one, and I also have the Carol Wright as well. And believe it or not, I, I never opened it out of the original boxes in mint condition. Oh, my goodness. That would be cool to, you know, what if you do a video on that? Maybe you can Definitely. unbox it and show it. That would be neat. That is, believe it or not, it's not a hard get. A lot of times, if you look at eBay, it'll come around. It's, it's not, right. 
I guess yeah. for some reason, I don't know. I, I think the reason is that it was sold so rampant. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, a lot of people don't realize that even though us, we think us boys, girls outnumber boys in New York. I remember in the early 80s, it was <laughs> 11 to 1. Wow. I think it was, it was a crazy number like that because I remember <laughs> buying a book one time. It was so funny. I mean, this is the thing I read in a book. I don't know how true it was. But uh, I had a book at the time. This is going to be a funny title, How to Pick Up Girls. <laughs> I was like 15 years old, 14, Aww. and I was reading the book. And it said that there was an average of about 11 girls in New York City for every man. So, Aww. you know, if that is, which I, I'm, I'm sure that that came from some truth in it. Let's say it was a lot less. I could see why there's more of those dolls house around because probably, especially with Archie's being such a popular, even yeah. though I like Archie's, but it was more geared to his little girls back in the 70s. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they were filled with ads. The Archie's had some of the best ads in them. That's so true. I, hey, with those, hey, with that kind of ratio of girls to boys, you shouldn't have much trouble picking up a girl. Wow. Yeah, and, and that, that Right, and that explains to you why, um, well, <laughs> you tell that to a little boy, I don't know. Yeah, but the, the hey, I could have I could have probably used that book when I was a kid. I was I wasn't too successful, you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, the thing I was gonna say, if you go a lot today, you can still find, and this is a rare item from the '60s, the 100 toy dolls. Oh yeah, in the yeah, little yeah. box. Yep. Yeah, those are still actually. I've seen it come up on eBay like three or four times in the last couple of years. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, and I've seen, but yet. The 100 Toy Soldiers, which is more geared towards guys, they do come up on eBay a lot, but mm-hmm. they don't come up as much as, as one would want. Yeah. And, and um, be, because of that, um, is when, you know, what I could say to you that for some reason, that dollhouse, I think, survives more. So if you are looking for an item that is based for females back in the day, there's a good chance you could still find it on eBay or eventually wow. will. That's that makes sense too. I, I had no idea because that that stuck in my head. That looked kind of interesting. I I love looking at those old catalogs. I have a few in my collection. The, the real old Johnson Smith ones from the ooh, they go back to the thirties, I guess, or whatever. It's amazing. Wow. I mean, it's some of the stuff in there. Yeah. Wow. You know, Chuck. One time, I think talking about that, you asked me, or I think it was you, or or you were with Sherry, and you asked about an ad that you remember that it showed like a black little box and it was like a monster inside the box. We're not talking about the bank that was sold mm-hmm. in Famous Monster that's called Monster in the Box. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as the Adam's Family thing. The only thing, it's it comes out and turns itself off. Oh, In fact, yeah. there's a second version to that bank, which is called the Miser, which is supposed to be like an electricity guy that the guy likes doesn't like to spend the electricity. Now, mm-hmm. what they did to the black box in that is they added some electrical bolt or something. It looks like a spark plug is on it? top of the thing. Wow. And when you turn it on, the, the hand of the miser comes out and shuts itself off. One nice. actually sold for over $700 on eBay uh, about a year ago. If you, I, I guess it wasn't that long ago. Uh, that particular item, I have one. I don't know if it's working because I never took it out of the box. But as I said in, in one of my, you know, one of my reviews in last week that a lot of those original banks from Pointer Products, they used to, a plastic gear. They sell right. replacement gear on eBay for like 12 bucks. Yeah. That gear, just by leaving it alone, it breaks. You yeah. Know I mean? You know what? I've experienced that, Eddie, because I, I've, you know, like at one time I was into like battery toys and the ones after 1970 or so they're they're not too collectible but they use the uh, neoprene gears those are the those are the white plastic uh, gears and yeah if it just sits there it cracks it cracks and, and there's no torque to it and i exactly. yeah i couldn't tell you how many times those things fell off they just crumbled it's a shame you now know? The, the, there's two ways of fixing it. you can replace the whole gear or you if you were able to with like uh i would guess a needle, like a, a needle to give somebody an injection, inject the uh, crazy glue, oh. the little thing of the gear and, and, and the back of it. So that's the only way you can fix those. And yeah, that, that's a good idea because you know what? I got quite a few battery toys pre-1970 and that's, yeah. and that's the ones, you know, from Marks and so forth and uh, from Japan. And they were all metal gears. I mean, they were meant to last. I mean, once in a while they do freeze up and you have to shoot some WD-40 in there. And everything. Yes, but... but- 
But remember, the, the first, I understand what you're saying, Chuck, but remember, it's not just after 70s. Mm -hmm. the, the Adams Family Thing Bank was made in 1964. Oh, wow. So that's what I'm saying. They still use the plastic gears up there, depending where they got it made. Isn't that something? So you, you're going to have that problem. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not just after 70s. It's it not just, okay. The company that did it. Usually Japanese companies didn't use the plastic gear. Mm -hmm. But uh, Pointer Products was mostly American-based, and I think they were made in this country. Oh, okay. Um, you know, about, uh, about six years ago, Eddie, I bought a neat little little dog, and he, was, he had a little uh, remote attached to him with a wire attached and he would actually lift his leg up and he would pee you'd have to sure. film up with water and stuff yeah. it, i mean literally i used it three times and one of those little gears crumbled and snapped off it was just like it was like totally worthless within like a month i mean it's just unbelievable maybe he had an infection <laughs> yeah maybe a bladder pump. but i'll tell you <laughs> i mean it's just it's just total junk the stuff they're making nowadays it's now real we have a question that we haven't asked. We just said about the females and stuff. Well, Sherry, do you have any stories you can tell us? Did you ever order anything from the mail as a kid? Well, I do have an experience. A girlfriend in my, of mine, um, how old was I? Maybe 10, 11. We saw in the back, we wanted to get some sea monkeys. Oh, there so, you go. Yeah. And I forget how much, oh my gosh, um, how much it was, but we pitched in. And she's she was going to have it mailed to her house. Oh no! But she said she told me she never got it. Oh boy! So I never saw any sea monkeys. Wow. So I was so sad. I think I think you need a new friend. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you tell that to Todd? <laughs> no. Oh boy! Story of the sea monkey that never was. <laughs> I think I that's a I think that's a classic example of a bad friend that he you know that you know, kept it and said oh I never got him no nothing came here. Yeah, that's what she said <laughs> yeah. I, I believed her so. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, you know, that's the whole deal with that. When you do business with another kid, <laughs> you might they might give you the business, you know? Yeah, watch, yeah. Uh, watch who your friends are. <laughs> yeah, well, unlike Sherry, Sherry, I, I came from Cuba, and as soon as I came, I guess I picked up the English language. When I, I, I guess, because I'm almost positive I, I spoke English right away, because at the age of five or six, yeah, uh, I was able to read the ads in comic books. And uh, when I read the Honor House, Monster Goes. Now, one of the reasons I fell in love with that particular ad is because really it's the first one I saw. But in the ad, it shows a line art and, and there's like a ghost figure uh, shooting up, mm -hmm. uh, darting up on a kid. And you don't really see like a kid. You see like a man kind of with his hands up in the air. Yeah, that's, so, that's so cool. It's probably one of the cheapest of the three ads from the yeah. Melton Company and, and, and Honor House and even Johnson Smith. The Honor House is the least uh, graphical one. But for some reason, when I saw that, it, it gave me a lot to my imagination. Mm -hmm. And my friend goes to me, yeah, you know, like in Abbott and Costello with the Dracula, it obeys your command. <laughs> Man, yeah. I, 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 my, I built up such a... I, how can I say I built up my imagination so much with that ghost I know that I thought that for a dollar I was getting like a remote control toy yeah it was going to be seven I mean it, it and, and my friend said that that's what it was and I believed them you believe yeah. uh, I, I love what you said in the Kurt De, you in the Kurt Damaris book it says when it says you control it generally means a string <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh it, 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 it's so true because it said the ghost it had a string to come with it right so but but the funny thing is that you I mean me as a kid I believed everything this kid said uh -huh. and and then you order the stuff and you know what Chuck for some crazy reason even though you know you get ripped off when you got it you still think that if you order another one, it's going to be different. Oh, I know. You know what, Eddie? I was the biggest sucker. Even my friend, my one of my best friends, Keith, I've known him for over 50 oh, yeah. years. He even told me back in the early 70s, why do you keep ordering their stuff? You keep getting robbed. You keep getting ripped. I said, well, I'm going to keep doing it. And I just keep saving my allowance. I take pop bottles back to Oh, I remember doing that. Yeah, yeah. The, the glass bottles, yeah. and I'd I'd right away make an order. Man, I was a big sucker. That's just uh, that's my nature. <laughs> you know what? I, I was gonna bring a challenge, uh, and I think this will be pretty cool, Chuck. And I think it should be between me, you, and Joe. Sure. Uh, I think we should get Todd. Uh, in fact, I'm gonna get him on the line to send us, and and this is an idea that I was just popping up right now because of Porch Harry. 
Uh, that she's probably never had her sea monkeys. Yeah, I go. think we should actually try to hatch them, re- videotape ourselves hatching them. Okay. And then on a weekly basis, show an update of what they look like. That would that would be cool. You know what? I'll let Sherry do it because when I was uh, whew, when I was a young kid, I tried to hatch those things. It never worked. You know. Well, that I was thinking for Sherry, not for you actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah, we're, we're gonna have to get a. Uh, a sea monkey kid out to you guys. That'd be cool. And we can do that. Yeah. That would be cool. You know, Eddie, the one thing you mentioned about, about the imagination, you know, I think that's what we have in common with magic. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking the other day, I mean, I was doing a show for, you know, they're all adults Mm -hmm. and yet I, you know what, that's, that's what a magician does. Exactly. They would suspend the people's beliefs for just like a 45 minute show or something. And they know I shouldn't be able to do this stuff that I'm doing, but you know what? It turns out that, you know, they're, they're watching some pretty cool stuff. And well, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just such a cool concept that I could come in there set my stuff up and actually suspend their beliefs. And just apparently like, you know what, just, uh, you know, go against the laws of physics and make, make these things happen. You know, it's, it's so cool. I'm going to bring out something to the table that I haven't in the past. And I will tell you one of the reasons a lot of people uh, do that. When I was a kid, now, of course, I grew up reading comic books and I love novelties and magic tricks. And I never really realized that magic tricks were real magic or not. But my mom, when I was in Cuba, she would tell me when I saw a magic show, I guess, very, very young at the age of four that I remember we went to a circus in Cuba. Wow. He would tell me that the magic wand was real. And I believe my dad, when he came and I was 38 years old from Cuba, he said, oh, yeah, they can do anything because the magic wands, like they think magic wands Mm -hmm. were actually real. Isn't that something? Yeah, so that's what I'm trying to say. A lot of people don't realize the difference that everything in magic is just a trick. And in fact, Houdini tried to express that many times that he anything he performed, he stated, could be performed with another person with the same knowledge as him. Mm-hmm. He, you know, there's but a lot of people believe that magic wands are real. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's why I think. And like I said, my mom probably until I basically expressed to her over the years, mom, there's no such thing as magic. It's just tricks. you know what i'm saying that she probably still believed that the magic wands were real yeah i come from i come from a very superstitious italian background and they think with the evil eye they're gonna look at you right right that's correct with the my look you know (laughs) you you know i I had to the other day um my daughter mentioned and i was like I, i go with my son we go up to his eye doctor and the eye doctor was showing me that some lady, you know, that her kid had glaucoma at one time and stuff. Yeah. And like I say, by the grace of God, my my son, and I praise Jesus every day for this, amen. was was basically healed. He had it since he was five. And today he's a, oh, amen. He's a, a, a law, law enforcement officer. So what I'm trying to say, he never had to, I've never, you know, had to really live with the consequences of that. And I praise God for that mercy. Thank but you. what I was going to say to you guys is when I was in the doctor, he gave us two bracelets for my daughters and it had like an eye on it. And uh, the reason it was done is because the lady was kind of donating it for to raise funds towards glaucoma and stuff. Oh. But the first thing my daughter, when she sees the eye, she goes, that's the evil eye, dad. And I looked at the eye. It wasn't meant for that. It was meant to say it's like an eye. But yeah. I think the lady copied the Egyptian version, you know, the it's funny. It is kind of funny, but I think that was done, uh, you know, not intentionally, but Eddie, I Eddie, funny. I grew up with so many superstitions. You wouldn't believe oh, it. Yeah. it. If you had a baby and you're changing his or hers diaper on the floor, if you walk behind the baby, the, the baby could be like blind or cross-eyed. cross-eyed. Yeah. So you'd have to walk in front of the baby. It, it was crazy. I, yeah, I told it, I told my mother, I said, Mom, that's ridiculous. And she's pro she was Croatian. Yeah, she was she believed all that stuff, man. It was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, what am I? Don't open the umbrella in the house. It's bad. Yeah. I mean, come oh. on. See, they bring a lot of those things over from Europe and they're well-meaning people. But hey, but getting back to the magic one, the father of modern magic, Robert Houdin, in his acts, he used the magic one constantly use the magic wand it's it, right it, you know what's a fascinating concept you know personally i don't use one in my show but i tell you what i may incorporate it. i've been thinking about it i mean why not you know uh 
it's just a cool symbol, man. And uh, that's like uh, a Chuck. How, what's a magician without his wand? Yeah, you know what? Maybe I should get back into that. When I was younger, I did, and I, I kind of felt it kind of fell yeah, by the way. So your wand, honey. I put it away. I retired. I retired the <laughs> wand. You know? No, it actually was used by Harry Potter in his films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Chuck I loaned mean, it to them. <laughs> yeah, I think that denotes power. You know, and the word. You know what? I always ask the kids, "Who has a magic word?" And they usually come up with abracadabra, mm-hmm. and that and that's an old. I think it's a latin term it's i speak into existence right. and it's an old it's an old term you know so like a lot of this stuff goes back quite a few years it's mm. it, it's fascinating i use the multiplying milk trick eddie uh multum in parvo uh you know what it's a cool effect where you start with a little glass and there's another glass that's slightly larger another glass slightly larger and there's a real big glass and you pour the milk into the small glass then when you pour it into the next size it fills it up the next size it fills up and the big ones filled up all from that little glass and multum and parvo, I believe, is Latin. It means a lot from a little. And uh, it's just a cool effect. It's very visual, very neat. I think one of the Chuck Corners I actually used that oh, yeah. effect. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that that's really, yeah. I actually, I think I saw you in one of the videos. Yeah. Uh, just like I was thinking, I'm going to, of course, you told me that I'm going to try to get, if you have that video uh, that you have in Sherry's channel, and we can put it in our House of the Unusual as well, mm-hmm. uh, send me the footage on that, the one that you just mentioned to uh, Mike. Yeah, we'll find uh, it mm-hmm. because it's 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 a good thing, and and that I actually I don't know why it is I saw that, and I think it was in my intent to bring it out there as the Pepper's Ghost illusion, uh, due oh, to yeah. the fact that okay, um, cool. You know what I'm saying? That's based on that illusion. Yeah, um, it's 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 based on an illusion, and it's mm-hmm. and it's a complicated system of a rheostats where the lights are going dim and bright in front of the plexiglass and behind of course, it, it, yeah, it, of course. it you know what it's amazing and i found that principle out when i was in like 11th grade i was sitting uh, at a mcdonald's i was having a cheeseburger and it was dark outside and i'm sitting against the the window and i noticed i could see my reflection in the window and i'm thinking what is going on so the light was greater you know on one side of the window as opposed to the other it, i mean it's just amazing you know somebody well, came up with that Chuck, there is a magician somewhere in the world, might be like in Israel right now, for you divulging such a magic trick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that they might be putting a hex on you right now. Yeah, with their magic that's true. Wand. So, be yeah. careful. You know, you have to be careful. If you go out and you see your hair uh, change and all of a sudden you're your hair is straight or something like that you know you got to be careful okay? That's hey if i end up with straight hair that would be a miracle because my, <laughs> my hair has been kinky and wiry for 58 years you know <laughs> you know sherry you're gonna laugh at this uh <laughs> chuck asked me the other day the question hey eddie when you first saw me what was your impression what nationality i was and i said when i first looked at you chuck the first thing that popped into my mind was that artist, what was his name, Michael? Uh, Bob Ross. Bob oh, Ross. Yeah. That's the first thing that popped into my mind. You're not the only one that said that. <laughs> yeah, I've been, other people that I, I've been that. told that quite a bit. Oh, yeah. my God. We're going to have to dig out a few pictures when I was in high school. You'd be surprised. Oh, yeah. I had a big afro. It was gigantic. It was you, know, you know, another thing that was funny, too, uh, when you're saying that, Chuck, is that a lot of times I also, for some reason, when I heard your voice and stuff, I said I associated you with uh, Wolfman Jack. Hey, Wolfman, oh, yeah. hey, Wolfman you know? Jack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I used to watch him on uh, Don Kirshner's rock concerts. Remember? Yeah, that this is Wolfman Jack. Yeah, Wolfman Jack. Wolf. I, I think they imitated him in um, in the <laughs> hilarious House of Frightenstein. That uh, show that aired, and this is so funny. It only aired in New York City or this area. I remember, you say, I remember you saying that. Yeah. Wow. And it never aired again in the United States yet. It went for like 25 seasons That's in incredible. Canada. And they're still not available in this country. That's the craziest thing. Huh. And the show itself was one actor playing all the parts. I think his name was Van something. <laughs> and, you know, he had the thing and, and he had a psychedelic music playing in the background, then it would be the wolf man. He said, I am the wolf man. Yeah. You know, he would play with the wolf man as the I love I, I I'd say I love Wolfman Jack. He yeah, was he was awesome. He was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. He was. And he was very, very popular. I mean, my gosh, mm-hmm. who didn't know him in the 70s? He died pretty young. I mean, I have to look it up, but I think he was in his early I mean, 60s. Okay. Yeah, mommy, uh, she was gonna check it up. She's checking it right. Mommy's gonna check the mummy. Did mummified him? I think he was about 63, 64. I'm just guessing from what I remember. I think he wow. died of a heart attack. Yeah, sure. I don't 
I don't remember, to be honest with you. I, I, I know that uh, I remember going when I was a kid. I went to the $20,000 permit with, uh, and Dick Clark was there, correct? That was the guy that did the. Oh, yeah. And I remember him saying when we were, when I was there, and this was like in the early 70s, and he said he was 48 at the time. So he was already super old for when I was a kid there. Wow. So, you know. That, How old was he, Sherry, when he died? Well, he died July 1st, 1995. Okay. North Carolina. Wow. Trying to find out how he, he died the same time my storage went up on fire. He was born in 38, 1938. Wow. So yeah, 95. So that's 38, what, 48, 58, 60, 70, 88. Oh, wow. He was like 57, I think that would wow. be. Or 57. Wow. Oh my goodness! Yeah, huh. I, I think I do remember that, but he died of a heart attack from that. Seven, you're right. Fifty-seven. Yep. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. That, that is mighty young, man. Yeah, that's our age, Eddie. Yeah. Hey, that's a year later. Hey, hey, that's scary, man. That's why I I have a shot of whiskey a night. You talk about an old remedy. I grew up drinking a shot of whiskey a night. I still do that every night. I have a. Keep your arteries. It keeps wow. your arteries open, man. That's an old Italian remedy, you know. Wow, <laughs> but it, you, you know it's kind of funny that, but we're you know we're talking about all those things just like a lot of times. I, I grew up also watching, hearing actually, I miss in the morning. Oh and, yeah, you know, he was really very famous, and then when I saw him on television, I go, "That's Imus." <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe he looked like that. I know yeah, I was like, he looked totally not what I expected. You I know? said, "You got to be kidding me!" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was surprised. Don Imus, I remember what he looked. I couldn't believe it, man. You, you know what's funny is uh, a lot of people don't realize that. You know, a lot of people say, "Wow, man, how many people actually hear radio?" Well, here's the the, the startling fact. I would say people today hear radio more than ever in the history. And the reason yeah. for that is because when you look at, say, the money you can make on a YouTube channel versus podcasting, and YouTube you get between 3 and $7 per thousand views, I think. Right. In podcasting, you can make as much as 15 to 20 yeah. per thousand. So that tells you how many more people tune mm-hmm. in to podcast than they do to YouTube channel. Absolutely. And I know a lot of people have said to me, Chuck, and I'm, I'm going to bring this up. A lot of people say, why don't you have your podcast on your YouTube channel? And if anybody who's been following us for a while, will see that we did try that for about eight or 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. And the reason I stopped this one, is it was very inconvenient because you had to have everybody in front of a television okay, right. to do it or something, a type of computer. Mm-hmm. Second, the stuff that goes visually and you're showing visually, a person who's listening cannot, you know, come, you know, see what's going on. So right. it doesn't work for both visually and that. And then I took the advice from a podcaster who's got several million listeners a week. This guy is almost in the level of Joe Rogan. And he actually had a special on YouTube saying, why don't I put my podcast on YouTube? Mm-hmm. And he went on to explain that he had done. He said, what you do is if you want to film your podcast, you can film yourself talking on the podcast mm-hmm. and get snippets of that. that oh, yes, yeah, a good idea. YouTube yeah. to bring reference to people that you have a podcast. But it's not a good idea to put the podcast on YouTube. And I'll tell you another reason why. How many people actually tune on to YouTube? To listen to a podcast and see like a uh, background pictures changing. Are you going to do that for a whole hour? No, I know, you know what, what you're what I'm saying? saying. Yeah, yeah. So YouTube. That's the reason. That's yeah, the reason. it's yeah. That would be annoying. That that would definitely be annoying. What what I'm trying to do though is with the podcast, make it more reverent. What meaning more relevant, and, and that is I'm going to in the YouTube. I mean, our website channel. I'm going to make more reference to the podcast and put right. it where people can actually log in but here's another problem people don't realize and they'll say hey why don't want you put if you put the podcast on the house of the unusual.com which we have it on the top right hand corner right. but if you put it on on the house of the unusual.com uh, and people go to your house of the unusual they click to the podcast and jump from the house of the unusual to the other format mm-hmm. google especially the what they call the bots in google the crawlers right. that find will right. think that you're not offering your users what they call a friendly user interface, whatever it is, or whatever you might say. And that actually makes your website drop 
in the Google search. Right. Because they find it as people going to it and bouncing away. Now, people might say, how do I? Because it happened to me. When I put the podcast and I did all the reference to the website for Mm -hmm. the podcast. It dropped. It dropped. Google sent me a message saying that my, I think I forgot that I was in violation because there were too many. I had an 83% (laughs) bounce rate from my website. That's why. So that's when I said, "Whoa, uh, let's let's do a shout out really quick for our friends out there." Yep. Uh, Stupid Comics is coming out with number eight soon, and that right. you know you can look them up. And also, Dave Harvestad has a new book out there published. It's a carnival sideshow book, I think it is. Mm. Look it up at eighteen seventy eight Press. Yeah, he comes up with some and, great stuff. And it's phenomenal. Yeah. So, other than that, Chuck, God bless. Have a beautiful and take care, Sherry. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Okay, God bless. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.